Sound Machine featuring Gloria Stefan. Let's listen in for a little bit. What a great set of memories that brings back. 1987. I uh, had the wonderful opportunity to see them perform in Fresno back in 1987. Good Wednesday, my name is Adrian Perez. I'm your host here at Coast to Coast Latino. I want to thank you for joining me today. This hump day, uh, ninth day of September, and uh, Coast to Coast Latino is being brought to you by U-Haul. For your moving and storage needs, be sure to contact U-Haul. We're also brought to you by OIC Tax Services. Uh, if you find yourself in trouble with the IRS, contact OIC Tax Services. That's OIC.com. And uh, we are produced by the Vida de Oro uh, Foundation and Arts and, uh, uh, and pretty much Entertainment nonprofit organization uh, that, uh, that's been doing a lot of wonderful things in uh, Northern California, specifically North Sacramento. Uh, they've been feeding uh, uh, the uh, Latino community who have been gravely impacted by COVID-19. In addition to that, uh, they've been uh, giving away uh, coloring books, uh, crayons, and other art supplies to many of the kids who are uh, being uh, taught at home uh, because of COVID-19. We are experiencing perhaps the worst air quality we have ever had. Uh, right now, California's air quality has been measured as absolutely the worst in the entire United States. And uh, if you get an opportunity, uh, you might want to share a, or, or at least say a, a private prayer for the many farm workers who are currently out there harvesting the fruits and vegetables that are put uh, in our plates. And uh, let me tell you folks, these essential workers, you know, they're out there. And uh, we need to not only thank them, but like I said, if you can share a little prayer for their protection. Uh, even though they may be wearing masks, not all masks are able to uh, keep particulates in the air uh, uh, that that could harm them. Uh, and so, you know, uh, it's important. It's, it's critical that we recognize them. Uh, many of us are former farm workers, so we know exactly what they're going through. This is going to be uh, a... Uh, a podcast focused on uh, on uh, a number of things, although the presidential campaigns have uh, become very interesting since both uh, candidates now have uh, essentially thrown off the gloves. And it started getting nasty. Uh, when President Trump held his uh, press conference, uh, 
Labor Day press conference on Labor Day this past Monday, uh, he called Joe Biden stupid. And, uh, you know, my my folks used to tell me, don't ever call anybody that. Uh, it's a horrible term to, to, to call somebody. And I agree. But then again, coming out of President Trump's mouth, it doesn't surprise me considering that, uh, you know, the uh, the man is, is vulgar. He has no ability to share information uh, that is, that is uh, uh, accurate, for one, but the other without insulting individuals. You know, I mean, everything from claiming that he is the uh, best president that, uh, that uh, African Americans have ever had, next to Abraham Lincoln, to uh, claiming that uh, he has fixed the economy like no other president has. Uh, I have surprises for the president. That's not accurate. Uh, we have not gone through a single uh, recession. You know, uh, we've gone through numerous, and, and they have, in fact, had a significant impact on our economy. The most recent recession was 2008, and it took uh, the latter stages of uh, President George W. Bush's uh, uh, presidency and the beginning of uh, Barack Obama's presidency to be able to get us back on track. It took a while, but we got back on track. Uh, and uh, and Donald Trump is saying that uh, he will be able to fix the economy from the current recession we are going through, and the current recession is due to COVID-19, which perhaps could have been prevented uh, back in January when he knew about this particular pandemic that was happening throughout the world at that time, and uh, everyone knew that it was gonna hit the entire world the COVID-19 disease has not disappeared. It is still around. But yet, uh, President Trump and many of his followers continue to act as if the disease has, has somehow disappeared. It hasn't, folks. Uh, Latinos continue to be the most impacted across the nation. We saw a number of cases rise among Latinos in the last week, especially in Midwestern states. Uh, the fatality rates are still very high for Latinos. And so it's something that we cannot joke around. And, and, I, and I really sincerely wish that our president would take it just a little bit more serious and, and actually do something significant. Although some people are arguing, hey, he has because he's pushing real hard to get a vaccine going understand vaccines, if they follow scientific measures and testing measures, uh, they won't be ready by the election day and they won't be ready by January 1st. Uh, uh, AstraZeneca uh, yesterday pulled a potential vaccine off the shelf immediately, off the testing, I should say, immediately, uh, because it had a negative impact on one of the, the test subjects. So. It takes a while to get a, a vaccine that's going to have minimum impacts on individuals. And on the other camp, you know, Joe Biden, uh, he's, uh, he's, he's uh, chugging along uh, 
many people thought that uh, that he wasn't going to be able to handle the the stress of the road because of his age. Uh, he, if he were to get elected, he would be our oldest president that were elected at, at the age of 78. And so there's questions about his uh, mental status. There's questions about his uh, stamina. And uh, uh, let me tell you, the, these last uh, four days show that uh, Joe Biden still has a lot of stamina and he's very sharp. I mean, he answered questions very powerfully uh, when reporters try to pin him down on things. And uh, and he attacked uh, President Trump for an article that came out in the Atlantic magazine that says that Donald Trump called uh, our uh, veterans, our soldiers, losers. And the reason he calls them losers is because they signed up for the military instead of trying to find a, a, a way to make more money. And, uh, you know, so Joe Biden says, you know, I, I would have never called anybody losers. And I think that's a terrible thing for president of the United States to do. And, and quite frankly, it is a terrible thing for the president of the United States to say. But the question is, did he really say it? So we have people who are who are saying, yeah, it, it, it's confirmed, including Fox News. Uh, that says it's confirmed that Donald Trump, that's what he thinks about our military people. And on the other hand, uh, there are individuals who are saying, no, it's he's never said that. It's going to be interesting to see how the American public reacts to that. Uh, I do know that uh, a large number of veterans as well as uh, existing uh, military individuals uh, do not support the re-election of President Donald Trump. Um, but would they have it any better under under Joe Biden? And I think that's a lot of a lot of the things that that uh, worry Americans is can Joe Biden actually lead our military to do the right thing in the event of an emergency? Along with that is a another question, you know, can Joe Biden also fix our economy? And uh, the economy is extremely crucial right now because the recession we're going through has created such a huge number of unemployment. Uh, there are people that are struggling to pay the rent. There are people struggling to put food on the table. As a result, you're seeing nonprofit organizations and, and even politicians at a local level giving out food uh, and also finding ways to, to help individuals either cover their rent or keep them from getting evicted. Um, you know, in California, we have a huge homeless population and it has been growing over over the decades. Uh, the uh, legislative leaders and the governor have never fully responded to address that issue. Instead, they've been sugarcoating it, but yet dumping billions of dollars into something that we never saw actually coming to full fruition. And uh, those individuals who have ideas on how to address homelessness uh, have been silenced, and we don't understand why they're being silenced, considering that this issue has, has, has grown. And if you don't believe me, just look at, at every city in California and look at the homeless and, and the impacts that it's having 
in their business districts. It's not very good. It's not good at all, in fact. Uh, compound that with uh, the Black Lives Matter movement, which has evolved into a let's destroy every single community movement. Uh, that it, it's created uh, 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 sheer fear in, with business owners because they're afraid to open up their doors. Now you have a pandemic. You have potentially people coming in and destroying and hurting your business. And uh, then you have people who don't have any money to come to your business to spend money. So the economy happens to be a very critical component and and we need to all come together and try to resolve this uh can joe biden do that uh it'll be his biggest test if he were to become president of the united states can he do that can he bring although he's already condemned the uh the uh, uh the looting and the burning and the destruction of small businesses in all the cities across the u.s um uh, can him and the Democratic Party actually address that issue, uh, considering that uh, they're, they're, they're being viewed as being soft on crime uh, because of the uh, you know, police brutality that has been uh, posted all over social media. We have some interesting issues coming up in the United States, and we as Latinos need to understand that we're impacted by all of this. Uh, some Latinos have joined the Black Lives Matter movement, and yes, we've seen them out on, on the streets doing peaceful protests. But are Latinos also involved in the uh, burning down of, of small businesses, the looting, and, and, the, and the, the striking fear in neighborhoods? And I think... Uh, I think uh, we need to take a good look at our role as Latinos in this whole thing. How does it fit? And more importantly, uh, you know, if we're if we're involved in the negative stuff, how do we get ourselves out of being involved in that? So, uh, critical questions that I think we need to ask. Another component regarding the economy, of course, is the uh, the ability of of uh, corporations to grow, businesses to grow. Again, with the pandemic, there's less money being spent, so there's more uh, government money being used to cover the expenses of not only states but also corporations, uh, such as uh, United Airlines, and. The bigger question now is who is going to flip that bill? You know, who's going to be able to, to pay for that bill? And it's going to be taxpayers. But if taxpayers aren't making any money, where's the money going to come from? As a result, we're, what we've been doing and what has been happening is we've been growing what's called a national debt. And the national debt has gone into astronomical numbers under Donald Trump, uh, which is the reason why I've said it before, and I'll say it again in this uh, episode of, of Coast to Coast Latino, Donald Trump is not a conservative. The guy doesn't understand how to cut back on his spending. He has spent 
billions and billions of dollars on things that make little or no sense. Uh, he talks about uh, beefing up the military, for example. Uh, yes, by buying a few items here, a few items there, because he's like a little kid. He sees a cool little toy. He wants it. Uh, not understanding how it's going to fit in the military structure, in the military strategy. Uh, and then he takes money from the military uh, and he puts it towards the rebuilding of, of the border wall, uh, which, again, has only been extended by approximately six miles uh, this whole time. And, and then he spends more money on other things where his friends... I know his friends make more money than 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 the average uh, American in the U.S. and that's not good. That's not good. He is killing, by the way, he is killing the middle class. And if you don't believe me, again, just look at the national debt. The middle class is going to have to pay for the national debt, and what we're looking at is having to pay. Uh, for years to come, decades to come, your kids' kids' kids are going to be paying for this national debt that Donald Trump is creating. It's a very critical discussion that needs to be had. So is Donald Trump looking out after your best interests or is he harming you and harming your family and harming your future families? You need to ask those questions before you make a decision to support a guy like Donald Trump. Now, understand, the state of Florida, uh, Latinos in the state of Florida, right now are favoring Donald Trump over Joe Biden. And I know people say, well, you know, those are all the Cubans. Well, no, there's 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 a lot more than just Cubans in Florida. Uh, Cubans make a, a, a good number, but uh, the majority is not is not Cuban anymore. You need to look at all the other uh, com uh, uh, ethnic uh, components of, of the Latino community in, in Florida. In, uh, in Texas, you still have a large number of Latinos supporting Donald Trump. And in a recent study done here in California, we found that Latinos, about one-third of all Latinos registered to vote, support Donald Trump. So Again, I'm not saying support Joe Biden or support uh, Donald Trump, but you need to look at who is doing things that would that either could be better or would be better for Latinos over the next four years, whether it's education, business growth, uh, economic development, and, and political empowerment. You need to look at those things because Latinos need all of those in in large numbers and speaking about latinos in florida uh there is a group of uh, leaders who have created a super PAC to support uh joe biden's uh, candidacy for president although they don't come out and and promote the fact that they're promoting uh joe biden uh the name of their organization is called It's Time for 46, and uh, giving the impression that uh, they don't want Donald Trump to repeat 
another four years. So they've they've put together this this super PAC. Now a super PAC is able to raise tons of money and actually create advertising and do targeting separate and apart from a campaign. So the regulations on how much money they can raise, how much money they can spend on a candidate, uh, uh, they differ quite a bit. And uh, giving uh, giving them a lot of latitude. Super PACs are given a lot of love, a lot of uh, latitude. And so this super PAC out of Florida, it's time for forty six. Uh, was created by uh, three individuals, all of them uh, marketing and and uh, and digital experts, and uh, they are looking to partner up with others uh, with similar philosophies, similar thought, uh, figuring on uh, developing uh, uh, campaigns to replace Donald Trump. And uh, very similar to the uh, Lincoln Project, the Lincoln Project was created by uh, leading Republicans who are tired of Donald Trump and the Trump support mechanism. Uh, Donald Trump is viewed as his own party, separate from Republicans, and as a result, you have quite, quite frankly, a number of uh, Republican groups that have. Uh, been established across the nation to oppose the re-election of Donald Trump. Uh, not to say that Donald Trump doesn't have any supporters. Uh, a new pro-Trump super PAC called America First Action uh, just launched, and they're doing a $22 million blitz to attack Joe Biden. And, but the problem is, is if the messages, because I haven't seen any of the advertising yet, but if the messages are similar to what Donald Trump and uh, and and uh, Pence, Mike Pence, were talking about, and that's the striking fear in Americans across the U.S. that if Joe Biden wins, uh, we will see street chaos, we will see uh, the economy completely collapsing. We will see uh, uh, Antifa uh, become a major political party. We will see uh, uh, the, uh, the different uh, uh, South American gangs and cartels uh, become your next door neighbor. I mean, all of these are fears that are being created. They're not real. And the reason they're not real is, understand, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, whether you like them or not, they're Americans. And, you, and if you think that that's, that's what they will allow, uh, I think you're sadly mistaken. Uh, I see Joe Biden and Kamala Harris as individuals who really care about America and, and to believe anything that's outlandish as, as what you know, both uh, Trump and uh, Pence have been stating is is just uh, just wrong, and there's no there's no substance to their claims. You you do understand that they keep saying that the Democratic Party is a socialist party. Well, understand that the United States of America functions really well uh, because it has a combined capitalist and socialist effort. Okay, a combined capitalist and socialist mentality. 
we help each other. That's called socialism. Uh, but we also believe in making our own money. That's capitalism. And there's nothing wrong with it. It's been working quite well for 200 years, and I don't see any elected official to come in and, and make that change. On the contrary, uh, and I and I know people say that I that I sound very anti-Trump, but on the contrary, when you look at Donald Trump's overall uh, messages and effort, it's extremely authoritarian. Uh, and to be honest with you, uh, if you compare his presidency to any former leader in the world, you know he comes pretty close to being a socialist like Mussolini. Okay, and controlling the media. He wants to control the media so bad it's not even funny. Uh, controlling the mail, which is guaranteed by the U.S. Constitution. And the other is holding events at the White House using federal monuments as props for re-election. All of those are the things that authoritarian leaders did and have done. All you need to do is look at every single one of them. Look at Hitler. Where did he hold his rallies? Did he hold them out in a big arena? No. He held them in front of the, the uh, government buildings. Look at Russia. And of course, look at Italy, what they did. And I think uh, I think when you start seeing the comparisons, you start saying, "Well, wait a minute, you know, maybe maybe Donald Trump isn't exactly ideal for us." Uh, there are some good things he's done. Okay, I'm not gonna say he hasn't. And uh, and I, as I said a little while ago, I think it's also important for us to look at uh, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris and what they actually can do for us as Latinos. So politics at the national level, of course, uh, uh, brings us back to the local levels. And we need to look at uh, which individuals we have running for uh, school board, for uh, uh, legislative representative, and, uh, and for governor. And if there's Latinos, uh, get to know them. Learn more about them. Uh, see if they, in fact, are meeting, going to meet the needs of the Latino community because not everybody will meet the needs of Latino community, including our own people. So we need to look at that. We also need to look at what organizations are doing uh, and and whether or not they're active and in, uh, in our in our communities. Uh, if they have a, a a political action committee, and if they do have a political action committee. Uh, how can you get involved to make sure that, that the pro appropriate candidates uh, get endorsed? So there's a lot of work that our community needs to do in learning about politics and learning about political empowerment and what it actually takes. During this uh, COVID-19 uh, pandemic, we've seen a large number of our community, small business owners, as well as uh, labor force, negatively impacted and are those nonprofits helping those groups out uh, are our local politicians helping those groups out the schools we need to see whether or not our children are actually 
being given the proper tools and access to to the internet to be able to compete with the education of um, of uh, uh, that's being provided through the school systems today's uh, school systems and we need to look at uh, we need to look at access to general information on on health who's providing us information on health you know uh, the folks has been so much on COVID-19 we still have a high incidence of diabetes in our community we have a high incidence of heart disease in our community and so the question then is who's paying attention to this and how is that information being translated to us so we can learn how to live a different life including uh, altering our eating hat if necessary of course uh, another thing coming up that uh, we should uh, be excited about uh, but it's going to be awkward uh, during the um, this pandemic is uh, Hispanic Heritage Month which goes from September 15th which is next week through October 15th uh, typically our communities are celebrating uh, this particular month with uh, music, dance, folkloric dance, art shows, etc. Uh, some organizations have become extremely creative and are taking everything online. My recommendation is uh, search. Find out who's doing what online uh, so you can participate uh, and see what your community is doing to promote Hispanic Heritage Month and for those of you who are not aware, Hispanic Heritage Month uh, has been around for a couple of decades, uh, uh, at least three decades. Uh, and uh, it went from a single day to uh, a full month. And uh, it recognizes uh, uh, all Latino ethnicities. Okay, that's why it's called Hispanic Heritage Month. Um, it includes uh, uh, Mexican-Americans, uh, Salvadorians, um, and uh, pretty much any other ethnic group who is celebrating a, an Independence Day. So be sure to check them out online. This is our cue to, uh, to wrap it up. I want to thank you for joining me here at Coast to Coast Latino Wednesday. Uh, on uh, Friday, we will be covering uh, a number of more significant things that have occurred nationwide with Latinos, and I'll be sharing them with you, so be sure to stay tuned. I want to thank you for taking the opportunity to join us today, uh, and I invite you to join us every Wednesday and Friday at Coast to Coast Latino. If you get a chance, go on our Facebook page, Coast to Coast Latino, and check us out there. Uh, uh, we also have a Facebook group, Coast to Coast Latino, where we post news on a daily basis. Again, my name is Adrian Perez. I want to thank you for joining us, and we will see you on Friday.